What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Batman News Weekly. This is episode 16 in season one. The year is winding down. If you're in America, and we're recording this on a Wednesday, so it's more than likely Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm actually going to try to upload this on Thanksgiving, so uh, you're welcome. Be thankful for that if it actually does get uploaded. But uh, yeah, so since it's being a holiday weekend, we're going to try to keep it short, although that's not the best thing we're good at on this show. So uh, we have a few things to talk about. But, you know, uh, unlike some other creators out there, you know, on your YouTubes or on your podcast or whatever, they're taking the week off. We're giving you a freaking episode this week. So, uh, yeah, uh, we're going to do things a little differently this week because we usually open up with the entertainment news and then we go into comics or whatever else. We have some entertainment news for you. We have some more Batman casting, possible Batman game news for you guys. And then also more some DC Universe stuff that could involve Batman. So there's a lot to, you know, really stay on the podcast for. But there are some things that I actually want to bring to Clay's attention because I haven't told him about this. We usually talk about things in advance. But I want to get his just reaction to this on the podcast. He is here with us. Before we go into this, Clay, how's your day been going? Uh, You know... It's been good, you know. I I, I got a I got a little talking to at work today. <laughs> uh, yeah. I have been having a little bit of some mishaps, uh, but everything's good. Everything's fine, you know. Uh, we got it all figured out. Uh, today's been good, you know. I caught up on a good eight hours of podcast nice. <laughs> while at work, so uh, got through all of that. And uh, looking forward to tomorrow. Apparently, we're gonna have like four turkeys come through the yeah, company. Yeah, this is your first Thanksgiving. So for those of you guys who don't know, me and Clay work together. Uh, if you're wondering how the hell you listen to eight hours of podcasts, our job's not really crazy. Like, it's just writing down a bunch of crap and doing some little bit of manual labor. Uh, but he has headphones that you can cancel out all the noise and just listen to podcasts all day. So yeah. um, he's able to do that. I don't, I just, I can't, I can't wear those things, dude. They're too hot for me. Like, it it does get annoying. So like, I'll push pause like in midday and mm-hmm. I'll just like stay in one lab and just like deal with stuff in there for a good like 15 20 minutes. Yeah. And then just be like, "All right, round 2." Whoops. Yeah. It's crazy. But anyways, he has to work tomorrow. I luckily don't have to work. I've been <laughs> doing that Thanksgiving thing for like 6 7 years already. So luckily I will be at home, Clay will be at work and join. But there's going to be a hell of a lot of food. I will tell you that much. They bring a lot. So uh, you'll be able to pig out, which is pretty cool. But anyways, nobody gives a damn about that. They just want to hear Batman stuff. <laughs> and so we're going to jump into, said, like I said, two things that I want to bring to Clay's attention. And this first one I know 100% I'm going to get an eye roll from. Because I found this out. I went to comicbook.com, or comicbookresource.com, because I was bored at work. And I was like, let me just see what the headlines are going on in the nerd, word, nerd world. And the first thing I said, or I see that catches my eye, this is the title, Batman reveals his secret identity to the last person you'd expect. And this is coming from Jimmy Olsen number five. And Yikes. Yeah. And so this is actually by Matt Fraction, uh, Steve Lieber, Nathan Fabian, oh, yeah, and yeah, Clayton yeah. House. Is it Fairburn? Fairburn? No, Fairburn? It's I don't know how to say fa- uh, Fairburn. And yeah. it, uh, yeah, it's the it's the uh, my pal Jimmy Olsen. Whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The really Superman, dumb Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen yeah. number five is what they call it here. And uh, a lot of you are probably thinking, like, what the hell's Batman doing in a Superman book? 
And, uh, well, I don't read this book because it's just – I don't care about Jimmy Olsen. I'm not a huge Superman fan. Don't care so, about Jimmy Olsen. So, honestly, what you can expect from this book, um, if you're a big Deadpool fan, Harley Quinn fan, if you're a big uh, Gwynpool fan, this is your book. This is yeah. 100% your book. He doesn't – like. He breaks the fourth wall without breaking the fourth wall, mm -hmm. but it is, uh, it, it attempts to be that slapstick humor, fart jokes, whatever. Is it continuity and, or not? Um, he, yes, quote unquote, because, uh, and the only reason why I say yes in quotes is because Brian Michael Bendis says so. Mm -hmm. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, uh, Brian Michael Bendis is the Alzheimer's guy that is in charge of DC right now. Um, he uh, is insane out of his mind, but for some reason, DC decided to give him the steering wheel to all of DC Comics, and he's slowly crashing it into a burning flame of shit. Uh, but, you know... It is what it is. So, <laughs> so with that, uh, with that, uh, how do you say that um, appreciation from Clay right there? Uh, I just want to talk about this. So, in Jimmy Olsen Five, for some fucking reason, uh, Batman is in this book, and I, I don't know what it has to do with Jimmy Olsen. I'm not going to read this, but I'm just taking it from the panels. He's on a date, right? You know, we know Batman. He goes on dates. He's a billionaire playboy, and well, in this scenario, he's on a date with somebody that is a alpha influencer which is basically like a youtube influencer instagram you know the kim kardashians of the world he's with somebody he's just this chick her last name's tam tam okay. which is what okay weird last name well anyways apparently she has no interest in bruce wayne at all doesn't care which i'm like okay could be plausible because maybe she just wants to clout or whatever and they do say in this article somewhere she's trying to get on Wayne Enterprises, social media, something, blah, 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 whatever. It doesn't matter. But anyways, apparently uh, Batman, or I should say Bruce Wayne because he's on a date, is telling jokes, and she's not laughing. She doesn't care. She's on her phone, whatever, you know, posting stuff about this. It's basically like the worst date ever. And uh, he talks about how nobody laughs at his jokes or whatever. And just to kind of change things up, he tells her, I'm Batman at night. That's literally what he says. And she just kind of like rolls her eyes at him. And he's just chilling, and then he kind of just, he's like, oh, no, that's just another one of my hilarious jokes. And then he calls the waiter over, and he wants, like, a drink. And the article was like, this is the stupidest thing ever, which I'm very surprised to see this on CBR, uh, because they'll post whatever. But this is, they're, they're so right here, because Bruce would never do this. Like, it feels like the person writing this, and that's why I ask if this is continuity, because if it is like a Deadpool or a Harley Quinn, you don't take those books serious, and they're not serious no, at all. You're not supposed to take it seriously, and that's Matt Fraction does not want, like, he doesn't want DC to say, hey, this is a very important story that you have to write. This is something that is super serious, if fans don't like it, blah, 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 just like the main continuity stuff usually mm -hmm. is. Matt Fraction just wants to write really stupid slapstick stories because he wants to laugh at his own jokes. Okay. That's that's the kind of writer he is. And I take no, you know, like I'm I'm not saying that to really shit all over his work. I'm saying it because that's who he is. And yeah. I and it's not my cup of tea. There's a lot of people who just love that kind of book. That's mm -hmm. 
why they go for the Gwynpools. That's why they go for the Deadpools. That's why they go for the Harleys. That's yeah. why they go for, in you know, the indie comics. That's why they go for Archie. That's why they go for all those types of books. Yeah, yeah. he that is where he shines. Okay, and I believe it was in that same book that he wrote uh, Batman saying, "Oh, I'm so hungry." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I showed yeah, you okay. those those panels, and then he like put a you know those little broken arrow yeah, things that yeah, you yeah. put over your head to make it look like you got shot in the head with an arrow. He put that on his back cowl while he was wearing the Batman suit, and he says, "I'm funny too." Yeah, or it's just like I'm hilarious or something. Yeah, right? yeah, I remember some, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I just saw the article, and I'm kind of just going off of this. So I, I obviously I wasn't gonna read this book, so I was just like, whatever. But and I, and I know it's tied into these are spin-offs from Bendis's work, right? Yeah, so like so Bendis, uh Greg Rucka and Matt Fraction all pretty much come together like every 2 weeks or so. Mm-hmm. Uh and they plan out their uh their story. So that way there is a cohesive metropolis. Now I will say this is something that the both the big twos used to do a whole lot to get yeah. a cohesive universe from your DC and your Marvel. People got so like attached to their own story that they're like, oh fuck everybody else. I want to just do my story, which I am okay with. I'm okay with both sides of this mm-hmm. if they turn out great. Yeah. You know, we always have those people that are like, oh well, you know, like Tom King. Tom King, he did his own story. And they're like, hey, you need to do You're the Villain. And he was like, you know what? I'll put two pages in the back of my two issues, and then that's it. And some people hate that. Mm -hmm. But then there's books like Supergirl. Supergirl, they don't know. Like, DC is so worried that people won't buy Supergirl that they basically told the writer, hey, every event that we're going to have for the next six six months to a year, you have to write every issue as if it's a tie-in. That sucks. Yeah. And so it hinders that writer. Mm -hmm. And so he can't tell the story that he's always wanted to tell. And that's what's happening right now in Supergirl. Supergirl and Hawkman. Hawkman was good for 12 issues. And after that, it got swung in into You're the Villain and uh, the Batman Who Laughs, uh, the Infected story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those two heroes have been just pushed into events and 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 crossover stuff and they can't tell their story. Yeah, that sucks. But I do like it when writers can say, "Hey, we're kind of working in the same city, we're working with the same heroes. Let's talk about this and see what we can do." Yeah. I wish they would do more of that. Uh, when Johns was president, he would have those kind of rallies uh, every few months or so. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, that's how Metal came about. I mean, Snyder was like just had a big meeting with DC. Like DC literally flew out to where he was vacationing because yeah. they were like, we need to have this meeting, and they rented out like a hotel, not a hotel, but like a conference area or something like that, and they yeah. all talked about it. And King was there, Joel Jones was there, like all these bigwigs, Tinian. Like I remember them posting the photo. Yeah. And um yeah, like I, I do miss that kind of stuff and I think that was awesome. But I do think that that was post Johns, so I'm not too sure if he was still involved when that happened. Um but yeah, I don't know. So anyways, that this is just something I caught caught my mind. I wanted to throw it out there because I'm pretty sure there are going to be other people out there and be like, "What? This is so stupid." Because if you are an avid user of Instagram, 
you see this kind of stuff all of the time. And people never tell you if it's continuity or if it's real or if it's fake. They just post the panels and they're saying like, oh, Batman reveals his identity, his social you know, influencer or whatever. And so yeah. I kind of wanted to talk about it because one, I thought it was just kind of dumb and something Batman would never do. But if this is supposed to be a comedic freaking book, I don't care. At that point, I don't care because I am for people being able to write different stories like this. But if this was continuity, which I've been very avid of saying anything Bendis does is not continuity in my mind. Yeah, no. I just, I'm not a fan of it. If I were to become a writer in DC and I was able to have some actual clout or some control, anything Bendis would do out the window. I wouldn't consider any of it good. I've even told Clay a million times that I have like the perfect story to bring back Kid John in freaking Superman because I hated that they aged him up so much because I was loving Super Sons. I thought Super Sons was so amazing. I loved that they were both young with uh, Damien and John, and they were just kind of growing up together. And you could have done so many stories with them, but I hated that he aged them up to 17 for no reason. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, so I just want to talk about this real quick because, yeah, I just thought it was super stupid, but uh, I'm glad that it's coming from a writer that doesn't take things too serious because then I don't have to take it serious, which I appreciate. But moving on to the other thing, which I think this one you might be a little bit more interested in, and I think it actually brings in a bigger talking point. Uh, this has to do with Watchmen, which I thought was really interesting, specifically the last episode we just saw. Okay, so the TV, the, the TV show. Yeah, okay, the TV okay. show. Okay, okay, uh, okay. This has to do with the TV show, and it is the last episode, which I think we both agreed that was amazing. Oh, like, yeah. Right? Awesome. So if good. If you guys are not watching Watchmen, one, there's not really going to be spoilers here, maybe mild spoilers, but not anything too crazy. Just the show is amazing if you're not watching it on HBO. I mean, it's HBO. HBO always puts out high caliber quality content. So I highly suggest watching it. It's so comic booky if you guys have not watched it, but it's also so good. And this last episode dealt a lot with like race issues. The whole show's done about race issues. Yeah, it's, it's a very it's, political it's, show. I was gonna say it's very yeah, so, racial and political. Yeah, and so it's that's kind of an oxymoron, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like if if you've never read the Watchmen comic, I suggest trying to watch the show. Uh, you might like it, but if you're not into political stuff, you might hate it. Um, but this is actually a really, really good show. There's some good, really good comic book stuff in here. Uh, Action Comics just made an appearance in this last issue. Yeah, it was and, so good. Um, so it was really cool. But uh, there was this. This comes from Polygon.com, and I'm personally just gonna put it out there. Not a big fan of Polygon.com. They do a lot of opinion pieces, and I feel like sometimes so they're a, a lot of clickbait on there. Yeah, they do a lot of clickbait. So it's not a it's not a website I follow. But I will say, they got me. They got me with one headline. And um, it comes from the person that actually, this comes from the person that wrote the last episode. And their name is actually, I think it's like Corden. It's Cord Jefferson wrote the last episode. So before we get into this talking point, I want to say Cord Jefferson. And for some reason, you are listening to this. uh, Your episode was amazing. Like that freaking episode six was amazing. We got the backstory of Hooded Justice in Watchmen and it was just like this it was shot beautifully everything about that episode oh, so good was I kind of want to so watch good. it again yeah no it was a really good freaking episode but he was doing a Q&A with I guess Polygon and they were talking about the show and just because it was a big reveal like it was actually a big reveal in the show so I highly suggest you guys people watching it we got to know a lot more about the character of Hooded Justice but somebody, uh, they, they, they're talking about like a Captain Metropolis, which is another character in the show. And they kind of ask, this is what the question is. Can you say more about Captain Metropolis, the Captain Metropolis relationship? 
I feel like it ties into the comics sex stuff, and that that goes off to you know the Watchmen stuff. And this is what this guy says about I guess in, in this conversation he says in thinking about this character. I'm thinking about this episode. I've been thinking about how ridiculous the idea of Batman is. The idea of a straight white billionaire man not being able to get justice through traditional means and needing to put on a costume. That's absurd. Because rich, straight, white men will get justice however they want. They can buy courts. They can buy police forces. They can buy presidencies. The idea that a billionaire white man is not going to, sh- not going to be struck seeking justice... Uh, on the streets because he can't obtain else he can't obtain it elsewhere is absurd. So Captain Metropolis is a good stand-in for Batman here. And then he goes on to say that Captain Metropolis is um, dilutant. I think is that the word is. I can't really. I don't know what that word is. But he says he's someone who comes from a costumed. He's like a costume adventurer, as they call it in the comic books. It's kind of just a game to him. He's doing it for fun. He's not doing it because he feels like he can't obtain justice, but because he cares about uh, city's crime rates. Um, okay, uh, or because he cares for the crazy sign rates. He's doing it because he has a certain fetish, political, uh, civil, you know, civilities, and mm-hmm. fantasy, sexual, blah, blah, That's basically, it's basically a hobby is what he said. Yeah, so, and also minor, minor spoilers for that last mm-hmm. episode. You see this a little bit. Yeah. You know, there is like a big press conference and Hooded Justice is like trying to say something like really important to the story and... Uh, Captain Metropolis is like, oh, we could talk about that later, but first let's talk about these bonds. And yeah. like he just like he moves it away from something that is yeah. genuinely important and that people need to know. And yeah. so, so I could definitely see that. I could definitely see how and why he wrote it like that. Yeah, yeah, and it makes sense. But that has nothing to do with Batman. Like, are they trying to say that Captain Metropolis, because he pimps something out, that's... I Like, his idea here, it just feels like this guy's mad at rich white people. Oh, yeah, I that's what I got from that from that statement. Yeah. Because we all know the backstory of Batman. Yeah. I, I think everybody ten times knows the story about Batman because it's the most famous scene that people always want to recreate, whether yeah. it be in a comic, whether it be in a movie, whether it be in a video game, whatever. Mm-hmm. But that whole statement just screams oh, the politics in real life, you know, the rich white man can get away with anything. Bruce never, like, he, the, what what am I trying to say? Uh, The money is basically a means to an end. Like, he he could probably care less about the money. The only reason why he uses the money is so that he could be Batman, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's not about, you know, this rich white man just trying to have, you know, fun. Yeah. Batman is genuinely a character that was created that night of, you know, the his death of his parents. And yeah. so I I could definitely see why uh if people read this in the wrong light, they could get very triggered because of that. Mm-hmm. Uh so uh I will say, you know, same as you did. Uh what was his name? Uh the writer? Oh, Cord Jefferson. Jefferson is he did an amazing job with Watchmen, um, this hot take on yeah. Batman, probably not the best thing he could have said. Oh, no, it is terrible. It is a terrible take because it's obviously coming from somebody that knows shit about Batman. They say, like, oh, no billionaire would ever do this. But not every billionaire is an asshole. 
Like, you know what I mean? We got yeah. billionaires that are donating millions of dollars for climate change and doing all this other stuff. Granted, there's not a bunch of billionaires that are doing amazing stuff with everything. And, of course, they probably got rich off of, like, maybe not nefarious means, but <laughs> not paying taxes here and not doing that stuff. Yeah, the Jeff yeah. Bezos of the world, you know what I mean? And so, no, not every billionaire is amazing, but it's not doesn't mean that not every billionaire is, like, terrible either. I mean, yeah. freaking, uh, what's his name? Bill Gates donates a shitload of money to minorities and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So I just, this take is really stupid. Just not because if you have what they say is true, there are rich white men that do buy their way out of situations or seek their own justice or whatever. That's totally fine because there are stories of that. But it has nothing to do with Batman whatsoever. You just don't fucking know shit about the character because the reason why Batman does what he does is because he doesn't want anybody else to feel the way he felt. Billionaires can't stop people from getting murdered. Billionaires can't, like, just freaking do everything to keep crime off the things. So that's why Bruce does what he does. He's like, you know what? I don't want anybody else to have their parents killed in an alleyway like mine was because that was my worst day of my life. So I'm going to go train. I'm going to go do all this. I'm going to be able to fight anybody that is a threat, and I'm never going to let this happen to anybody else in the world again. Money's not going to do that for you. You can travel around with a freaking military or whatever you want to do, but you're just putting fear into, like, anybody around you whereas batman is fearful to criminals but he's a sign of hope to other people that you know need it and so yeah. like yeah i don't know this was just a really stupid take in my opinion and it kind of sucks because like i said core jefferson amazing writer like that episode was so good but it sucks that it just seems like um it, it i don't know i i personally feel and being a batman fan for so long I do feel like there are people out there that just hate Batman because he's so popular and that they think the idea of a Batman is really stupid. Like, oh, no billionaire would do that, blah, blah, And, like, I don't know. I just I just thought this was a really dumb take, in my opinion, because they were trying to be very political, it seems, and just throw down the idea of Batman being terrible without knowing anything about Batman in general. Like, Because, like I said, one of the biggest things, the reasons why I love Batman so much is because he's somebody that has never given up. You know what I mean? No yeah. matter what happens, he always gets up. It's one of Tom King's most famous lines. You know, everybody's been beating me up this whole week, but I'm still here. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. I just thought this was a weird take. It's something different I wanted to talk about on the podcast. We have talked about these kind of things before, like with the, the whole Joker thing, when it got a little bit of controversy. So we don't yeah, stray away sure. these kind of things. I saw this was a hot take, and I wanted to give my opinion on it. think it's bad. Um, but you know, I'm not taking away from this person. Like everybody has their opinions. Um, but I just thought, you know, wanted to voice my opinion on it, but Hey, Cord Jefferson, your shit's still awesome. You're freaking writing. Hope you write more on Watchmen. I just didn't agree with this take. Yeah, for sure. All right. So going on from that news, we're actually going to jump over to the entertainment because we got another casting in the Batman. And, uh, Clay, I don't know if you have this pulled up because I totally don't. It's the guy's name is, um, uh, I forget, forgetting, totally forgetting because I don't have this pulled up right now. <laughs> it is John Turturro. Yes, okay, there you go. I knew his last name was very unique. Yes. And, uh, John is going to be playing Carmine Falcone in Batman. And this now, is somebody I did mention to you when you asked, who do you think you needs to be in Batman that's not been announced? I said Carmine Falcone. Yeah. And it looks like we're getting them. Yeah. So when this this was shared to me via Juice, 
like I think it was like first thing in the morning. Yeah. Right. You just sent this to me, and I was like, "Wow, that that's somebody I had never even thought about as yeah. Falcone whatsoever." If people are a little confused as of who this is, uh, Matt Reeves posted this like very early in the morning, and he posted the famous role that he had uh, with the Big Lebowski. Uh, yeah. He played uh, Jesus. He is the Jesus. He's the, yeah. yeah, the Jesus. Uh, I know him, like, immediately when I see him, I'm like, oh, that's mm-hmm. Transformers guy. But yeah. Yeah. I will say, I will say, he is in one of my all-time favorite movies, Bro- Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? With, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. with George Clooney. And, 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 yeah. and even the guy that plays uh, uh, Looking Glass on uh, Watchmen oh, yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. He's the other, mm-hmm. he's the third prisoner. Um, yeah. But this guy, he's uh, he has an awesome track record as far as films. Um, he has been in very large, critically acclaimed films. He was in, like I said, The Big Lebowski, which is a very, very big, very iconic movie. Um, yeah. he was also in Raging Bull, which, uh, he actually was uncredited, uh, just because mm-hmm. he was in like in the background, but that's a Martin Scorsese movie. Really, really old. Uh, Robert De Niro, really awesome boxing, uh, yeah. um, movie there. Um, but yeah, like I said, the Transformers as well, seeing this guy and just how he is age wise, I can mm-hmm. definitely see it now. And he, yeah. I am so pumped to see where the Falcone family or even the Falcone crime syndicate plays a part yeah. in this Batman story. Yeah, and again, you if they are doing what is rumored that they're going after the long Halloween, you have to have Carmine Falcone in here. And so that's going to be really interesting. I mean, all signs are pointing towards a long Halloween with the characters that they've selected. And it looks like, dude, this cast is insane. Like... And oh, I guess we could bring this in too, because I, you know, we we talked about this multiple times on the thing. We weren't really too pleased with the casting of Catwoman, but I will say Zoe Kravitz just cut her hair and she's looking pretty banging. Like, oh, it yeah. looks really good. We're gonna get Selena with the short hair, which I absolutely love because we've had long hair Selena for every iteration of this damn character, and I'm so glad that they are going short hair with this. I just hope she gets an awesome suit. I'm just. I hope it's not some stupid little earring things like uh, they had in Dark Knight Rises, because I hated those those little goggles. I'm hoping she has a full blown Catwoman suit. Although I don't really want the one from the Long Halloween where she's in a full blown cat suit and she has the pink tail and everything. Not a yeah. fan of that one. I I don't mind that suit, but I just don't want to see it on the big screen personally. Yeah, but, for uh, sure. I think I think if they go with the like Arkham series Catwoman suit, I think that is the perfect suit for her um but yeah so we we got that little update but yeah this dude is he is a pretty solid actor again i do know him from transformers as well but i did see the big lebowski when i was in high school so that's where i know him from because the jesus it was just such an iconic line in that movie that i just remembered him from that uh another thing that i do want to point out that it has not got the matt reeves tweet but it is being reported everywhere that colin farrell is the penguin like, I've seen that in Variety articles. And Variety's got a really good track record of, you know, their sources and stuff. I wonder so, what's taking so long. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's still contract things, but we have said on this podcast it is not official until you get the Matt Reeves GIF post on Twitter. Yeah, But I sure. have seen multiple outlets saying Colin Farrell is going to be Penguin. And if that's the case, like, I mean, he's, I mean, this, this cast is insane. So, like, I'm really, I can't wait for this movie. I just, I can't wait. We wanted to give you guys that update on the Selena Kyle haircut, this new casting in Batman. Uh, hopefully we'll get a Colin Farrell thing eventually. Um, or maybe he's like, I don't want to tweet, you know, but whatever. I don't think Matt Reeves would quite care. Uh, but sticking in the realm of movies, we had some big information come out recently about the DC slate of movies, and this kind of has to deal with um, not necessarily Batman, but it will deal with a bunch of Batman Universe stuff. And it was kind of talking about how this article came out from, I think, Variety as well. It was Variety, yeah. Yeah. Variety came out talking about how DC has had um, conversations with uh, Michael B. Jordan to be Superman. That was something that actually happened. Apparently, from the articles that I've read, the reason why he is not Superman is because he couldn't commit to the role because he's so busy. So that's kind of crazy and worrisome. Unless, although there was another rumor or article back in the day that uh, Michael B. Jordan said he wanted to be the black Superman from Earth 2. So if he was pitching an Earth 2 movie... Props to him. I would like, totally be down. And it has come. I didn't know this, but in fact, Tom Taylor did model that Earth 2 Superman after Michael mm -hmm. B. Jordan. So nice. uh, so I could completely understand um, there being an Earth 2 story. And hey, if you want to build the multiverse and do something like a crisis on the big screen, that would be yeah. your end game for DC. Yeah. And I would totally love that. Now, J.J. Abrams, all I need you to do is have one more conversation <laughs> yeah. with the big guy. Like, that's all yeah. I need. That's all so I in, need. So in the article as well, it says that the WB, because there was this big acquisition of, uh, they call them first looks. Basic, they're basically exclusive contracts with directors. So anything directors are going to do, they get, like, a certain studio gets the first option on it, basically. And this huge one was signed with J.J. Abrams and WB, and uh, the rumors have always been that DC, or I should say WB, wants Abrams to take over some DC movies, yeah. and uh, they want him to direct because he's just a genius and moneymaker when it comes to this kind of stuff, and the biggest one was they had rumors of him doing a Superman movie, and the article says that there was a meeting, but nothing has moved forward, so... Maybe he has a pitch, maybe he doesn't, but basically right now everything is kind of just at a standstill, but you know, him he's going to do a movie eventually. He has to. I don't think you sign a 500 million dollar contract and not do one DC movie. Will it be Green Lantern Corps? Will it be Superman? Will it be something else? We'll have to wait and see. But I am really hoping that J.J. Abrams, after Star Wars is done, he kind of comes out and says what his next big thing is. And I'm hoping it's Superman. And I'm hoping he brings back Cavill because we had that just recent in Men's Health. Henry Cavill said, he's like, the cape's still in the closet. He's like, I'm not giving up this role. There's still a lot of Superman that needs to be told. So I'm hoping that the only person we lose from this whole thing is, you know, Ben Affleck. And we got, you know, uh, Robert Pattinson here. That movie already sounds like it's going to be awesome. But I don't want to lose Cavill. I can totally lose Ezra Miller. I'm totally cool with him going away because I'm tired of waiting for that movie already. Cast somebody new. Don't Do, care. I, I will not believe that movie has actually been made or is starting production until I'm actually in the seat about to watch the movie. 
Yeah, like, like I, because it, it's gotten so close. It has gotten so close to filming, mm-hmm. and then directors like I'm out. That movie has been through seven directors. No way. Are you including the two guys as one or two separate? One. Because it was, from my account, it's only been four. We're on the fifth one. Are you sure? Yeah, because it was the original dude uh, okay. who did, like, some hunt, like a uh, vampire movie. That's all he had done. Uh, and then, then there was, was the uh, Netflix the... guy that did uh, the Get Down. Yeah. Um, I forget his name. Um, yeah. Then it was the brothers, or those two dudes from uh, Game, Game Night. Night. Yeah. And then it was, oh, that was it. Really? Yeah. So maybe yeah. I was counting yeah. the, them as two. So because I think it's on. I think we're on the fourth director. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It uh, even still like yeah, there has terrible. been there has been a lot of people attached to this movie, and nothing has happened to it. Nothing whatsoever. But it, now it's all Ezra Miller because of that stupid Fantastic Beast movie. That is the reason why we have not got a Flash movie. That is the yeah. only reason. And it, apparently WB is still filming that crap. In 2020. See, my thing is, if I was WB, and I'm like, okay, how well has Fantastic Beast been? Oh, the second movie has done really crap? Oh, we're also getting, you know, backlash because of Johnny Depp? Hey, let's put that movie on the back burner real quick so people can forget about it and do this Flash movie that we said we've been doing, that we were going to do for the past seven years. Yeah, and our our two of our last three superhero movies made a billion dollars. So, yeah, why don't we do that? Although Joker wasn't a superhero movie, but you know what I mean, comic book movie. Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't I don't get it. And if they lose this next director, this movie's dead. Because this oh, yeah. dude has made them a billion dollars across two movies, and he resurrected the It franchise, and he actually made it interesting when most remakes of horror movies are pretty awful. So um, I'm really hoping that he did say he wanted to take some time off after It, Chapter 2, so I'm kind of hoping he takes that time off, and then he comes back, and he's like, all right, I'm in for Flash. This is what we're going to do. And I'm hoping they start fucking filming January 1st of 2021. Now, see, and also the the one thing that has me, like, grasped for the Flash movie a little bit is the fact that uh, uh, Christina Hodson is doing the screenplay, is writing yes. the screenplay. You know, she also did the uh, Birds of Prey. She Bumblebee. Bumblebee, which was good. Did you watch it? Did you yes, watch I, Bumblebee? I did. Yeah. I did. In fact, I rented it actually. Yeah, that movie uh, was good for one night, and because it was on like Google Play. Minus John Cena, but yeah, yeah, he he barely even had a role. But... He does the same role in every movie. <laughs> but he, uh, she also isn't she attached to Batgirl? Yeah, well, was in that article. In the same article, the variety they mentioned that okay. they mentioned a uh, Flash that she, which which this wording was really weird. Because apparently they said that she's doing the Flash. She's they're pushing to do the Flash first, and then she will go on to write Batgirl. From my understanding, Batgirl's been written for a very long time. I she thought wrote so. That, she because wrote Birds she, of Prey and then Batgirl. She wrote Batgirl like almost immediately after Kathy Yan had uh, done the pitch. Yeah, because the rumor sure. was that if Birds of Prey kills it at the box office or is a success, then they're going to fast track. They're yeah, going to fast yeah. track Batgirl. So, which um, I hope is I hope is yeah, true. I yeah, hope. And, and so I'm really interested to see what is happening there. Um, but maybe with Matt Reeves's whole thing, they're gonna do it differently. It it really comes down to if Matt Reeves is in the DCEU or not. 
Because if he's not, then you could still get your... If that Batman, for some reason, is not in the DCEU, which I still think it's going to be, and Reeves has even said that, um, then you can still get your, you know, freaking white redhead Batgirl if you wanted to and put her in Birds of Prey and do all that stuff. And then Matt Reeves can bring out his universe and you'll have the black Batgirl and all that stuff. Although I think that would be really confusing. And that was one of the things WB was worried about with doing Joker. Um, But it's Mm -hmm. so different. They know that that's not going to really mix up. Um, so there's but speaking that, so. about Batman, real quick, uh, mm-hmm. in this article, I just saw. Now I don't know if they're confusing the old script with this one, but they mm-hmm. said that Matt Reeves' film may have a majority uh, of the film being uh, inside Arkham Asylum. Okay, so I read a different article. I don't know if we're reading the same one, or maybe the wording's a little jumbled. But that, yeah, the the paragraph said that that's what the rumor was, but it has been confirmed from an insider that it's only going to have a handful of scenes in Arkham. So that's the article I read earlier. Okay, okay, okay. So that might be the case. But yes, the Ben Affleck Batman movie was supposed to take place like 90% in Arkham. Like it was going to be him in the Batsuit like stuck in that, which I would have been down. Like I want a Batman movie where he's in the suit a majority of the freaking movie. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, a lot of people are like, it'd be too hot. I don't care. You're fucking Batman. So yeah. you're going to stay in that suit. Um, and half the time, it's not even the actor anyway. It's the stunt double. Like, just pay the stunt double a good amount of money. He'll stay <laughs> in the freaking suit. Um, but anyways, so, yeah, so there's that. Moving on, uh, WB apparently is really enjoying. They're, they're not afraid of R-rated movies anymore after Joker. Yeah. So Birds of Prey has already been, you know, they've already been expected to be with an R rating there. They're saying that James Gunn's Suicide Squad is more than likely going to be R-rated as well. So the cool thing here is WB is really taking to heart. They're like, you know what? Let's do something Disney will not do, and let's make R-rated movies. Let's make more adult stuff because that sells too. You know, not everybody wants to go see the cookie-cutter Marvel universe. They want to freaking get some more adult content because, you know, there are people that grew up with these characters. They want to see more adult content, and I think that's really awesome. Because you don't have a limitation when you go to be R, you know, an R-rated movie. And granted, an R-rated movie is probably not going to make $2.8 billion, but it can make a billion. And well, you yeah, don't even need to I was going to say, we, we've had this conversation multiple times at work. There is no longer an excuse for R-rated films to not be successful, you know? Yeah. And so I think this is the best thing you can do. Because yeah. like you said, okay, so... Disney has this genre of film on, you know, lock. on, on lockdown, and they're making bukus of money. But mm-hmm. there is an entirely other audience that is yearning for something. Because you cannot tell me that there is people who just absolutely 100... Well, you know what? Let me backtrack. Because I'm, there, I'm sure there is. There's, mm-hmm. there's plenty of people who are like, I will never watch a rated R movie. But there are plenty mm-hmm. of people that would love to see something rated R every once in a while. And not for the fact yeah. that, you know, it might have nudity or anything else, but just because of what they can do in that film. Because, yeah. like you said, things can get boring in a Marvel Cinematic Universe because you're not going to see something dramatic like we have seen in Joker or what we're going to see in Birds of Prey. Yeah. Like... I, I am so ex- like, I'm so excited for what potentially what me and you both think will happen mm-hmm. in the intro of the Suicide Squad 
Yeah. Totally rated R. Like totally yeah. rated R. So yeah, I'm 100%. I'm excited. Um, yeah, and like I said, with a movie like I hated every Wolverine movie until Logan because I always felt that freaking Wolverine needed to be in an R-rated movie because he's so violent. Like, yeah, you, for sure. To show a real Wolverine movie, you it has to be violent. And um, so it's going to be very interesting to see how Marvel does it. Like, is he not going to use his claws a lot? Like, uh, you know, is he not going to chop anybody's head off like he does? You know what I mean? Is he, he going to stab him in the chest all the time? They'll, like, they'll, do, they'll do what, like, the video games do where, like, mm-hmm. he shows his claws and he's about to strike and then they move the camera. Everybody's dead. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. just dead randomly yeah. with no blood. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that'll that'll be interesting. But anyways... So yeah, you can expect a lot of Batman universe movies in the future to have an R rating. I don't think will the Batman will be R rating. I'm pretty sure they'll keep that PG-13. Yep. Um, because they are going to want to try to make as much money on that as possible. Uh, we also get some news about the trench is still moving forward, which is going to be really interesting. Which I hope Clay that made this. I hope yeah. it moves forward into mm-hmm. HBO Max. That is my that thing. That would be interesting. That I want, you know, because not not to necessarily say oh we can now expect. Uh, DCEU content, like original content, to also be yeah. on HBO Max because then things would get confusing with, let's say, the future ah. Green Lantern show. You yeah, know? but I do have something to say with that because there was another article that DC might actually be doing that because Booster Gold might be the first movie to do that. That will Ooh. be in the DC universe because Greg Berlanti, who is a huge person in DC... He's been trying to push... He's yes, been trying forever. to push Booster Gold for like the past 10 years. So dude. with HBO Max now, it's possible that he will make that movie there and it'll be part of the DCEU, which I have no problem with that because that's what Marvel should have been doing. Now they're doing it with HBO, I mean with Disney Plus now. But with all the shows they had on Netflix and stuff, those should have been crossovers for sure. But if you want to just make standalone movies, they're like, hey, this is in the DCEU, but we're just going to focus on Booster Gold. Like that's, I'm totally fine with that. Because you can really still plan that and just have another source of like, hey, you know, even you can have him just show up in the movies and then just be like, oh, if you want to see more of this, go to subscribe to HBO Max. You know what I mean? I can see that. I can see that. Well, if that's the case and if that's something that they want to do, then go for it. And if, if that's legitimately true, what you could do is you could make a Green Lantern movie, but the Green Lantern show be more about the Green Lantern core. Yeah. And the mythos ar- and the and mythos around that. that, I would yeah. totally be down with that. One hundred percent. Expand the universe. Yes. Expand it. Okay. You so know what I mean, okay, that Have gets me a little bit more excited. Gotham show that actually deals with the GCPD and random characters. That's actually good, not the Fox version. Uh, like you now, know what I mean. That would be kind of that. But see, that's what I would get confused for. Now I'm not sure how Marvel does it because it's not necessarily something that is widely known with contracts mm-hmm. or anything else, but. You know, everybody in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or at least almost everybody, is going to have an episode in that What If series, that animated yeah. What If series. Now, let's say they make a Gotham PD with uh, what's-his-name playing Gordon in the movie, mm-hmm. and, you know, all of a sudden, we have to have, in each season, at least two cameos of Batman. Yeah. Would Robert Pattinson actually be wearing the cow? Yeah, I mean, that would be interesting, but you probably wouldn't even need to do that, too. Like, what if you expand it with Tim Drake is in that show? He's the liaison to Batman in the show. You know what I mean? Like, you have so many Bat family members that you can be like, oh, yeah, you know, Batman's over here. Make freaking Duke Thomas 
the Batman in that thing. You know what I mean? Like he, yeah, he yeah. has an awesome suit. Like you can have Gordon deal with other people, and he can just be like, you know, smoking a cigar on the thing. He's like, oh, where's the big guy at today? You know, or whatever. Blah blah. And okay. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Me. I can, I can you know see that. I, mean? I can see that. You can yeah, do yeah. stuff like that. And again, like. I don't see it worries me about Pattinson. The only thing that worries me about Pattinson is not his acting skill is if he's going to drop this after a while. If he's going to be like, I've done my three movies. I want to go back to doing artsy fartsy movies and I'm done with Batman. That's the only thing that worries me. Although I feel like WB like here's 20 million. In your I was going to say, like, I feel, yeah. I feel like Batman is a big enough role where WB is like, here's all of our money. Yeah. You know, and just not for Superman, but for <laughs> Batman, you know, unfortunately. So, yeah, so we, you know, we'll see, we'll see. But with HBO max, there's so much potential there. Like there's so much potential to just have spinoffs and to expand the DC universe. And dude, can you imagine a cuz like look at how big Game of Thrones was. Like Game of Thrones could have been movies. Like the, each episode was like a freaking movie. Oh yeah. Just for imagine sure. having an Infinite Crisis, not CW crap, but Infinite Crisis with the movies and HBO Max shows and you like have a lead up to like the week before a big movie. Like, hey, watch this show for 10 episodes. It's going to build to this crazy infinite crisis event. And then you get to go watch the movie in theater, and you're like, oh, shit. Like, that would be nuts. Oh, yeah. It, that would be that would be insane. And and let me – and I was going to say, and some people would say, oh, well, that would alienate the general audience from, you know, yeah. not – getting all of the inside jokes or not understanding mm. the movie at that point. Bullshit. No, that's bullshit. Now, freaking uh what's his name over at Marvel, uh Feige said that they are 100% playing off of the Disney Plus for their future movies because they know that they have everybody in their hand. Mm-hmm. And they're going to go to subscribe to Disney Plus. Yeah. If WB plays it right, and gets the general audience's trust with HBO Max, then it can definitely work. Yeah, and the same thing, too, is you can't say people aren't going to try to do it. Game of Thrones was the most pirated show of all time. If you make something good enough, people will come. Like, that's what's going to happen, man. Like, people will pirate HBO Max. Whatever they have to do, people will watch that stuff. And comic books is one of the biggest freaking genres to actually get, you know, have an audience like and so i don't know anyways we've been on this thing for a while (laughs) but uh yeah so there's a lot to expect and a lot to be excited for in the future of batman when it comes to entertainment whether that be hbo max or freaking the movies uh it looks like we're gonna have a lot to talk about in the future but jumping from the dc slate we actually got some freaking possible rumor Batman game news. Yes. Clay, I don't know if you have the article pulled up. I do. I'll let you take this one. Yeah, so I just saw this today, like right before we started leaving for work. Um, it comes from comicbook.com. It says the new Batman game will reportedly be announced next month. It says here, according to new reports, Warner Brothers Montreal's new Batman game will be announced at the Game Awards of 2019 on December 12th. The report comes from... Um, a YouTube channel, and I'll go ahead and just plug it here because it says it on the article, SLCMOF. 
who reveals yeah. that the information comes from the same source who previously leaked the canceled Damian Wayne Batman game. In other words, the source is seemingly reliable and has been backed by the Arkham Channel, who, has, who also notes that the source is trustworthy. In other words, unlike some previous leaks, there seems to be something to do with this. So, I'm excited for this. Um, I think everybody who is you know, just in love with the Arkham games should be excited about this. Um, it is something that has been, you know, looming over our heads ever since the Batman day of this year. And even before that, um, uh, you know, the, with the t-shirts and the masks that were just randomly shown with, uh, WB Montreal, uh, gaming company. Uh, I think that was like last year or something. Yeah. Uh, so it, it has just been a game that has been on everybody's minds. Um, and the franchise has been gone for a really long time. Mm-hmm. It's been like a good five years almost. Or, yeah, I would think so. I don't know. It's been a while. It's been like 2013 or 2014. It was been, <laughs> time flies. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been one of those. Uh, so I am super pumped about this. I'm going to keep uh, track on uh you know the gaming awards uh so we'll see we'll definitely yeah. see that actually hearing that it was going to get announced at the gaming awards just reminded me uh, another thing that we didn't talk about during the dc slate we're getting the birds of prey trailer uh next week so that is something to look out for there's a big expo happening down in brazil and we're getting the wonder woman trailer we're getting the yes. uh, birds of prey trailer and possible look at the concept for the bat suit because that was rumored oh that yeah we might that was see true the concept of the bat suit in december and so if it's gonna happen it would happen when dc has this huge presence down in brazil so uh, that is something to look out for um but that is all the big entertainment news we have a lot of exciting stuff uh but now we're gonna go to the heart and soul of the freaking show and we're gonna talk about comic books <laughs> and uh, it is kind of a light week here. There was not a lot. I mean, there was a lot of Batman Universe stuff happening. There was a Batgirl issue. There was Batman Beyond and Red Hood. But we're not really keeping up with those because the stories aren't the most engaging stories. And like I said earlier, uh, when we were talking about that Matt Fraction thing and everything Mm -hmm. else, uh, Red Hood and Batgirl at the moment are basically stuck in this whole you're the villain thing yeah and so it is kind of hindering the story and not making it very interesting so that's why we are deciding to kind of skip out on those books this week but hopefully soon they can you know turn around and we'll get you know a pretty good story hopefully yeah if if you are interested in batman beyond they did just introduce uh batwoman beyond so if you want to go pick that up and see what's going on in that universe you can definitely go do that but since we're not keeping up with them, we don't have a lot of information for those. We're just going to skip those books. But this week, there was a very interesting book that came out that has it started two years ago. And it is called uh, Batman Creature of the Night. Is that what it's called, right? I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, Clay. Or is it... Um... It is called uh, Creature of the Night, yes. Yeah. And this book was awesome in my opinion so we're going to kind of just tell you the whole concept of the book and then just kind of talk about this last issue because it was the finale issue the concept of this book is a kid that wishes batman was real in his world and there's a lot of similarities he basically thinks he's bruce wayne at some point but his his name is is bruce wainwright yes and his parents were actually murdered in their home and uh i 
think if I remember clearly, he gets shot, right? I no, think he gets so he, he doesn't get shot. So uh, the whole the whole thing was they actually were coming back from a movie, mm-hmm. but it wasn't in a dark alley or anything. They actually made it all the way home. Yeah, it was a break in an interview. And they noticed that the door was slightly cracked open. They went inside. His parents got shot. Um, then the commissioner for the local police station comes in. His name, name is, Gordon. is Gordon. His uncle, and not really uncle, I yeah. I believe I remember his first name and last name. If you put it together, the 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 last part of his first name and the first part of the last name make mm-hmm. the word Alfred, and yeah. so he calls him Uncle Alfred. Yeah. Um, so there's some weird connections and similarities. And I will say Kurt Busick is really good at making these stories. He once mm-hmm. had a story called, uh, Superman's secret identity is yeah. quite possibly one of my favorite Superman stories. Um, really interesting. If, uh, people are interested in this concept, I highly recommend that book as well. Yeah, uh, they actually mentioned that at the end of this book in that whole three page paragraph. Yeah. Yeah, they so. do. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, so just imagine the concept of a kid believing that he's Bruce Wayne, or he and this kid's obsessed with Batman, by the way. Yes. That's why, like, he's obsessed with Batman, and so you're you're in. It's basically our world. You could assume, like, it's yes. our world. Like, Batman is a fictional character, and this kid is like just putting all these similarities together that he is like Bruce Wayne of this world, and you know, a lot of stuff starts. You know, he goes through his parents are murdered, so like that's a very similar thing to happen with Batman. So he just thinks that all these things are going on, and he basically start. He wishes that there was a Batman in this world, and it turns out that there's like this creature or something that is a Batman that starts helping him do all these things in life. And uh, so the story goes on and on. I highly recommend reading it. Um, and he starts doing all these good things, like he saves somebody from getting their their parents getting murdered, and then he starts helping this kid, and her name's Robin. Yeah. And so there's like all these cool similarities. And so he starts doing all these good things, and he's like beating up mobsters and like murderers and getting, uh, you know, justice for the, you know, the innocent and stuff like that. And um, in the last issue, which came out what over a year ago? Yeah. So on yeah. the very first paragraph of of that page, or the mm-hmm. three pages at the very end, it says, uh, "You've been waiting patiently for two years between the first and the final issue." Yeah. So, and I think the last issue came out last, or the previous issue came out last year. So it's, even yeah. if it came out in December, it's still 10 months from the issue to issue. Yeah. Uh, which I don't think it came out in December. Um, but in the last issue, it was revealed that, you know, this monster's actually inside his mind or inside him somehow, like a spirit or something. It's some, it's, yeah. it's very wishy-washy. You got to read it because you can interpret it different ways. Um, but other people have seen it, so I'm gonna say that it's like yeah, you know, it's some type of it's meme. it's really who you believe. Do you believe yeah. the people that are surrounded uh, by Bruce, or do you believe Bruce himself? Because yeah. uh, uh, Kurt Busiek does a really cool thing to kind of manipulate the reader mm-hmm. into thinking, oh man, what's gonna happen next? Is this for real? Is it all pretend? Is this Bruce Ray? Wayne Wright guy is he insane is he like you know what is going on mm-hmm. and i like that part of the of the book um you know this last issue is a really big struggle for him because yeah. a lot of his friends and family are telling him hey you need help you yeah. need to get medication you need to fix this issue because you know 
small spoiler that he, you know, he actually tells the truth to a lot of these people, you know, to his uncle Alfred, to this Robin girl. And so, you know, they're telling him to get help. He eventually does get help and, you know, says, okay, I need to take these pills. But then he questions the pills and there's this big internal fight inside of him. And I, I, I love that. I absolutely love that. We should also mention that he's he's actually, in this issue, he's spiraling out of control because in the previous issue, spoilers here, it was revealed that everything the Batman did was through, like, nefarious means. So, like, the way he got his fortune, it was, like, through, like, stock trading or, like, some insider trading or something like that. Like, it was, and, like, stuff that, uh you know, there, he, like, saved somebody at the docks or something like that, but then it caused, like, this huge explosion or something. There was all these negative effects of the good things he thought he was doing. So, yes. Um, and so he can't really live with that. He He's like, what? I can't do good things without bad things happening. And um, the girl Robin in this, who is, like, basically the moral compass in this, you know, somebody that protects Batman or Bruce, um, she's like, you know, think about the good things. Like, you saved me. Like, you know, you changed my whole life and um, all this kind of stuff. So, yeah, in this issue, he's basically spiraling out of control because of the realization of what happened in the previous issue. And, yeah, he, he's, you know, he goes and gets help and he starts taking these pills that actually cause the you know, the bean or whatever to just basically disappear. Yeah. And, uh, but then he starts thinking like, I'm not myself and I need to find out if it's real. Um, because I'm not going to, I don't want to give away what the bean is Yeah. because I want to leave that to the readers. Um, but he starts questioning if he's doing the right thing. And of course he stops taking his pills and like it, it just kind of still keeps going crazier and crazier. And, um, and then the story kind of ends with, um, you know, him, kind of uh what's the word coming to a realization of like where he's at in life yeah and um you know you know there's kind of a cliffhanger at the end if you want to call it a cliffhanger it you know just like how inception with the spinning top uh joker with the uh like the actual movie did it happen did it actually happen or not like this leaves you questioning was it real or not you know Um, and he does it in a really good way because he actually does it with dialogue rather than just like showing you. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, oh man, now I definitely don't know if this is, you know, still, you know, somebody's messed up head or if it's real. Um, but I have to be honest with you with reading issue number one, reading issue number two, I accidentally skipped issue number three (laughs) reading this. Yeah. The ending was in my opinion, a little anticlimactic for a story that has been, you know, two years in the making, unfortunately. And I, I feel really bad because the reason why this took so long is that the artist actually has cancer. And it like, there was just complications with his health and his employment with DC and just comics overall. And like, (laughs) <laughs> you know, I was talking to Juice about this and he was like, why was he, was he dying or something? I was like, he has yeah. cancer. <laughs> and Juice yeah, was like, oh man, that really was such bad a bad joke. Oh my God. Yeah, uh, but, terrible. and so I feel bad for not liking the ending like a hundred percent, but I'm okay mm-hmm. with it. It was, it was, it was, it's just something that Kurt Busiek does with these types of stories. Not saying that the Superman story is the same ending as this, but it is somewhat similar in the fact that it is this type of story. Yeah. So, um, still really, really good. I I actually really enjoy the art for this entire mm-hmm. series. Um, 
there is a part of this issue where he kind of is a little too kooky in his in his brain and he starts to see things i think yeah. You, yeah, that yeah. whole sequence was really really cool i enjoyed that a lot um but i would definitely purchase this uh this book in, in a trade. trade in a trade yeah, yeah definitely I, I plan to do that too um i actually really enjoyed this story i love batman but at the same time i love when people bring batman into a real world scenario and like how he's an inspiration or just taking the concept of batman but doing it in a real world situation like paul dini has a book which is called i think the darkest night or something like that where it's his like actual story of actually being mugged and how he wishes there was a batman to oh you told me you told me about that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. i actually i have a signed copy by paul dini shout out dc thank you for giving that to me um (laughs) and it it's such a good book like it's so good and it's it's basically an autobiography with this like hallucinations in it which i think is really great and it's a vertical book so it's a little bit more adult and um i really i really enjoyed that book and the concept is just great and this is one of those books that is very similar in that it is doing a real world situation of somebody that enjoys batman and seeing how you know batman affects their personality their mind I think that is really awesome. And yeah, I would definitely pick this up and trade. But uh, moving on to the final thing we're going to talk about, and something that, I don't know, maybe we're both disappointed with here. because I like, think so. This, yeah, this run has been hit or miss for us. And it sucks because I am a huge Tomasi fan. I enjoy a lot of stuff that Tomasi has done, but I feel like his detective run has been up and down. And he gave me something that I've always been interested in, but I don't really like where he went with it yeah and so um this is something we talked about in podcast two weeks ago this book actually got me to stop buying detective because i don't like where the story is going and uh we got the final finale of the mrs freeze storyline now are you glad that you stopped there or would you have still bought this book I don't mind stopping there. Yeah, this issue didn't really do anything for me because I literally texted Clay after this was. I was like, oh, you can tell that this last that last issue was rushed so we can get to this moment at the end of this book. Yeah. And um, But basically all this book is because the last one ended with Freeze and Batman chasing her, chasing after her. And this is basically what that book is. They're just they're tracking down where she's been and it's like a big fight. Yeah, Basically. like like when I when I'm looking, I'm literally just scrolling through it now. Same. And when you think about it, it's just one big fight from pages because they count they count the uh, the covers as pages here. So one, two. So from page uh, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, yeah, pages so, go for so long. I know. Like, so from page nine oh so so technically page seven so 18 from seven to 18 11 like this is the same issue we had with batman's grave number two yeah you know this is just all one fight it has a lot more dialogue don't get me wrong yes it has a lot more dialogue than batman's grave did but this is all just one giant fight it is uh Mrs. Freeze and Doctor or, or, or Mr. Freeze. I almost said Doctor Freeze. That's Sorry. weird. Or Doctor Fries. That's that's the proper term. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, they are basically. You know, I will follow you to the ends of the earth. I hate you. Blah blah blah. Just like yeah. 
And Batman is legit the third wheel, just mm-hmm. like awkwardly hanging out in the background, shooting yeah. his flamethrower every once in a while. Yeah, and so like Batman was working with Freeze because like basically Freeze was like, I'll do anything for love and blah, blah, blah. And Batman's like, you're going to have to turn yourself in after this. And he's like, look, I'm, I will turn myself in if I can still try to get Nora back to her sanity, blah, blah, blah. Basically, Freeze being Freeze. And uh, Batman's like, all right, whatever, you know, because Batman has no problem working with villains if it's going to get him to his end goal. And it sucked because everything seemed legitimately genuine. Yeah. Yeah. For the ending that this had, I was like, yeah. Yeah. So basically, uh, Freeze turns on Batman. Mm-hmm. Is what ends up happening here, and uh, because Batman has this, of course, a badass bat gadget that is like a flaming rope that is like capturing what's her name, and he's like, "Oh, you're hurting her," blah blah. He's like, "Look, dude, I know the science. This is totally not hurting her." He's like, "Oh, you're hurting her," and uh, so he uh, basically shoots, uh, or he's like shocks him, right? I think yeah, he does. Yeah, he, he shocks, shocks him. Batman. And then there's like this little loving embrace. She's like, "Oh, I, I don't deserve you, Victor," blah blah, and she injects him. With some crazy serum or something that's like raising yeah, his so, temperature. So he, he, she even says, I borrowed one of your special syringes. Uh, and basically what he does is he does the exact opposite of what his nanites do to keep them frozen. Like to yeah. keep both him and Mrs. Freeze frozen. She does mm-hmm. the complete opposite and is boiling him from the inside out. Yeah, and, and so, like, it looks like, so are... gruesome. Yeah. yeah, it looks it looks like he's in pain, which is crazy. But all of that happens just to get the final page in this. So uh, Mrs. Freeze gets away, uh, and Batman's trying to help Mr. Freeze because he's dying, and that's what Batman does. He will always try to save a life over getting the bad guy because he's like, I'll just get you later. Um, but we get this new like this thing. She's like in a cabin somewhere, and she's like playing this little um, like snow globe thing and the final page is of mr freeze in a glass jar like Nora was yeah they flipped the roles and i and i immediately told you this when i finished i said this is just another flip for 5g like this is how i feel i feel that mm-hmm. mrs freeze will be the freeze character for whoever is batman in 5g And they just wanted to make that change so it's, you know, a little different. Yeah, and this, I I felt like this definitely fell flat um, because, one, it was rushed. Uh, You mentioned it, and I totally agreed with it. This is a story you could have spread out over issues. Like, in Tom King's run, this would have been started at, like, 20. You would have heard about it again in, like, 50 through those issues, and it would be coming to the climax right now. Like, that's what would be happening in Kings if you would have spread it over time. And knowing that Freeze has been so in love with his wife, he's been trying to do this for so long, you could have slowly had her turn over time to more villainy. You know, like, oh, she's deteriorating. She's getting yeah. more violent. And, and, blah, that's, blah. and that's the thing. You know, I understand that You're the Villain is quite possibly ending by next summer. And yeah. so DC themselves is like, hey, we unfortunately, uh, there's been a lot of backlash with Tom King. So we don't want you to go with like a full flesh, like 300 issues, but we want you to have a good story. He was like, OK, I want to make Nora the the new Freeze character. And they're like, what? That's awesome. Show, like, tell us more. And he's like, 
yeah, you know, I'll do this and I'll do this. And then, you know, I'll have Mr. Freeze just wind up how Nora is. And they're like, oh, man, that's so crazy. And they're like, yeah, you need to do that in six issues or less. Yeah. And, and you know what's unfortunate, too, is because we had two issues where they had Mr. Freeze pages just at the end, like the final two pages. Yeah. You could have spread this story out like that. Well, no. Over multiple issues. But the thing is, because it wasn't just two issues. It was three mm-hmm. or four that he was coming at the very end of... Because the yeah. very first time you see Mr. Freeze was at the end of the Joker issue when Joker and Batman were in the carnival. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. That was the first time Luther like, walked into Freeze's little lab. That yeah. was the first time. You had that for four issues to then rush this story in three or four issues. Like, yeah. that's... They could have put this whole story as like Tomasi's story for detective and have it be all the way until the end of you're the villain. Yeah. This could have been basically his Arkham Knight, but the, but the thing is the rumor is Arkham Knight is going to show back up. So freeze can't be the main story. So he needs to have, you know, this needs to be shortened and then fine. Make this a, you know, half a story for your whole run. And the other half, Mm -hmm. Arkham Knight. You need to, like, I just want a good, cohesive, like, meaningful story. Because we said this at the very beginning. We felt that it was either going to, no, we didn't say either. We genuinely thought that they're going to rush this. And at the end of this uh, final issue on the the freeze story, Nora's going to be back in that cell or back yeah. in that tube and she's going to be frozen again. I'm glad they didn't do that. At least they're yeah. keeping that change. But at the, at the result of just putting Mr. Freeze in there to mm-hmm. just be like, Oh, cause somebody, there can't be two, you know, ice characters for Batman. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and that's the thing too. Like this would have been more dramatic over time. If maybe Nora is like losing her mind, but what if freeze couldn't actually like, you could have revealed a little bit more about Freeze. Yes, he loved his wife, but what if he was maybe an abuser? You know what I mean? Maybe he was too controlling, and, and she actually breaks away from him. And, and kind of what happens here? Yeah, she hinted at that a little bit. Yeah, but, but we didn't get she's, the we didn't get the full scale of yeah, like what been, it was. See, and that can work when you're somebody like Tom King, who has trickled that out throughout a whole season. Or a freaking 80 plus books, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I've hinted at here, but you can't just do it in a six issue run, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. So that was just something that I thought was just a really big miss. The, visually, it's cool. Like, oh crap, Freeze is in the thing now. Like, that's really awesome. And they even say, like, it sucks that, you know, he paid this steep price and now he has no one to love him. Like, that's the only difference between them two now because nobody's going to try to get him out of there. Like, I, and- I just, I just want to know, like, I want this to be in the background of other mm-hmm. Batman books. Yeah. I want to see Freeze there and then like Robin or or eventually hopefully praying to the gods Dick Grayson comes in and be like, "Hey, uh, yeah. yeah. What what's Freeze doing here?" Yeah. Like, so, I don't know. Like it'll be really interesting, but yeah, I just felt like this really missed the mark. This could have been an amazing story because you could have had the loving relationship of Mr. and Mrs. Freeze and then slowly broke that down over time because everybody's like so sympathetic to Freeze because of the Heart of Ice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like everybody knows that story. They love it. 
And if you were to slowly find out that, like, oh, Frieza's kind of an asshole. And, like, Nora is, like, breaking through her freedom, basically a la Harley Quinn leaving Joker, you could have done that here. And if you would have put him in the glass case at that point, people would have been like, yeah, he deserves that. Like, Oh, that man, I just thought really cool. I just thought about this. What? In 5G, is there going to be a female fatale Legion of Doom? Probably. You know, and, and it's Harley Quinn's going to be the main one for somehow she's going to go evil. Go back to being whatever. evil. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Like, this issue is what it is. Like I said, I dropped Detective. So, I mean, that's the biggest thing I can say about this. Um, I hope I will continue reading it just because we get the books. But, you know, it's just unfortunate that I felt like there was something really good here. It's rushed. And, it, you know, the other thing that sucks about this, and maybe this, you know, not me. Most people out there are to blame. But I think this comes down to the people that don't like long-term, tor- uh, long-term storytelling, but at the same time don't like cliffhangers that jump to another book. This was something that people talked about with Tom King. You know, he would do – he did the whole thing with, uh, you know, Alfred, uh, you know, getting knocked down and freaking reverse um, – Flashpoint Batman was behind Batman. Everybody was like, oh, yeah, and it went into nightmares. And everybody's like, oh, I just want to know the story. Granted, I have even said that Tom King could have easily just trickled some stuff in Nightmares to progress the story, and people probably would have been fine, but that's when people jumped off. But I don't know. I feel like if you were to have Mrs. Freeze like come back to life, like that's the final page, and like she's like, I'm alive, and she's out of the thing, and then you go on to another story, I would have been fine with that. But if you just trickle it out through the next few stories, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, And the way you do that kind of interesting stuff is – you know, have that conversation on a radio broadcast or something in the background. You'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's so that's happening in the background, blah, 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 you know. That kind of stuff I think is really interesting. And you don't need to rush these kind of stories. But I think there are too many people out there that are like, oh, I just want to finish that story, this and that, blah, blah. So you don't have creators that are able to tell these long-term stories uh, because, you know, comic people are like, oh, no, they're not gonna, it's not going to sell as much. you got to hurry up and finish that, you know what I mean? So I do think that's, you know, as an audience, we might uh, be putting some of that blame on there because, you know. Oh, and I, I, I will say just for a tease for next week's episode, mm-hmm. I was just scrolling through Twitter, like in the beginning of this episode, mm-hmm. of like six or seven of my review friends that are on other podcasts have mm-hmm. already read Batman 84. So Oh, is it out? Yeah. And do they hate it? Uh, I love it. There's uh I've Nature. seen I've seen two mix the has Bat Force Radio said anything? That um, is what I want to know because they usually give a you know pretty solid review of it. I'm um, not sure. Let's see here. And uh they're usually you know they'll they'll say it. They won't say it's great or you know I mean if it's great they'll say it's great, but most of the time they give you like a oh what is the word like um you know it justifiable oh it says here uh bat force just retweeted somebody that says just finished reading the penultimate issue of tom king's batman run in 84 hard to believe it's almost over but this issue reveals everything in all caps except how it all ends on sale december 4th see that is a good review that is a good review without giving too much away and you're just like oh okay so um, that'll be interesting, but I'm assuming that some of the people you follow are people that are not fans of Tom King that are talking about it. I I uh, I follow. I try to follow both 
parts of the spectrum so that way I can get both sides of the story. Uh, some people would think I'm insane for that, but... I used to do that. I don't do it anymore. Yeah, it it, it is sometimes... I'm surprised my hair isn't completely white. Yeah. Like, to be well, completely and, and honest. Just because, like, I don't want people to think, like, oh, you just like to hear the things you like to hear. No, 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 no. I've come to learn that a lot of people that I used to follow that I used to think were objective are just people that are very narrow-minded, and they'll just hate something to hate something. And even if it's a good issue, they won't necessarily admit it. Like, if they already hate something, everything's crap. And I could totally see why some people like Tom King or don't like Tom King, but if you think every single thing King has done is terrible, you're bullshit. Like, you're, you're, it's just not true. I mean, the dude's winning awards for stuff he's done, and if, if you're just hating, you're just hating. Um, and I, I'm more about people that actually give critical reviews, not 10 out of 10s all the times or 0 out of 10s all the time. So um, that's why I don't really follow a lot of people anymore. Also, I, I, to be honest, I don't follow any reviewers anymore because I'm not on Twitter. So, <laughs> you know, I, I only see random-ass stuff. And I like to hear people in long form, like Batman News Weekly Podcast, talking about these kind of things and yeah. that are not all just on the same page you know what i mean because yeah, like for sometimes sure. it's just kind of like whatever um but yeah so that's kind of uh where we're at with that uh you got to let me know if you get those books early because i want to read that book for yeah sure. uh the guy who gives us the book says that uh, he's trying to figure it out because they've apparently set the new way like now. Oh. Okay. Uh, so he said it won't be early by any times. So it might just be regular Sunday, hopefully. Oh, okay. So we'll yeah, yeah. we'll see we'll see. Yeah. Um. All right, man. It's funny because I wanted to bring something up real quick before the podcast ended because I forgot to mention it. And uh, oh, what did you think about Nightwing? By the way, the uh, whole costume we 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 were mentioning what oh, we thought it was man. Look like. What did you think Dude. about the episode? Because it didn't show it, people, but we've seen photos. Oh, right? uh, we we've seen photos. I'm actually a like I told you before. I'm a little upset that I didn't get to see it like in the reveal, like in the show. Um, cause there's always that epic moment, man. Like I know that we'll see, we'll possibly see the concept art of the Batman costume, uh, at that, uh, Brazil, whatever. Mm -hmm. But like, I kind of want to see some of that shit, like for the first time in theaters, you know, yeah, or like I when you're that. watching the show, you're just like, Oh my God, it's really hard. Yeah. Like, just because we are people that like to be on the inside, yeah. on on some things it's really hard to keep some of that secret uh for ourselves so yeah. you know i still think it's gonna be awesome um like i like literally two more pictures of nightwing came up today uh a close-up of him a little bit and yeah, yeah. i still just like stared at it man there's it's more just... there's more blue on his arms than I yeah noticed, yeah pretty cool but i i'm just i'm just staring at it and i'm just like god damn it i want this so bad like i just i just want it to be friday already yeah okay so here's what I want to end on because I know uh, we got to end this real quick. Um, but this is uh, for you because so what people don't know is we have very two opposite opinions on the Snyder Cut. <laughs> so like Clay wants it, and look, I'll watch are you gonna it. are you gonna read what they said on the Variety article? Yeah, because yeah, those sources are already old. Like yeah, they're they're coming from care. they're, they're coming him. from the same people that I'm said that. Say him. Nope, nope, nope. I'm gonna <laughs> say him because it's true. It's, it's true, not. okay? It's not. It's, it's, it's not. a freaking pipe dream is what it says here, okay? <laughs> to so, quote Zack Snyder, you're living in a fucking dream world, Nathan. Nah, fuck out of here. <laughs> he doesn't even know how to write Batman properly. Get out of here. 
saying Batman would have to kill. Fuck out of here, Zack Snyder. Uh, anyways, this source from Variety says that somebody in the know says that, you know, there's a little appetite for the studio when it comes to the freaking Snyder Cut. And, you know, they don't care because the Justice League was a social, uh, commercial disaster. There are currently no plans to release the Snyder version, either in theaters or on HBO Max. That is a pipe dream, said one knowledgeable insider. There's no way that is ever happening. That is an old source. I just want y'all it to know. It is in Variety. Variety has better sources than an Instagram Snyder Cut releaser. Okay? Freaking Snyder just needs to start posting photos of his damn next movie and stop posting old shit from two years ago. Move on, Snyder. You, you think... Move on. Th- I believe his next movie is actually really fucking political, so you think shit's gonna hit the fan now with the release of Snyder Cut? Like, shit's gonna hit the fan even worse with this no. next movie because All those th- the people that hate the Snyder Cut will watch this movie and be like, why the fuck do you have to go political now? And just, like, they're gonna try to destroy him every chance he gets. That's fine. I don't care. I want him to talk about his next project, not a project that he worked on two years ago. I just want him to move on, bro. Like, the, you know what? I feel like every Don't you want to see a good Batman? I have seen a good Batman. It's called Nolan's. Oh, it just doesn't fight very well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but this is my thing. Look, uh, I I think when it comes to Snyder, if he, I think, yeah, I think if he let it die, I guarantee you we'd have a better shot at getting it. But I feel like he's pissing off people at WB. They're like, fuck this guy. Get him out well, of the here. only person that is attached to what used to be is Toby Emmerich. And he's kind of like, because of everybody left, he kind of got promoted. And yeah. so he's, I think he's just flustered. And he's like, oh, shit. No, like, like the, every single time he opens Twitter or something and he just sees release the Snyder Cut, I just feel like he has like a mini, like, like stroke. And yeah. it's just like, God damn it. But if he's like me when it came to Gotham, He's saying fuck every one of those people, and it's not going to happen. That's like that's how I was with Gotham. I'm like, fuck your Gotham videos. I'm tired of this shitty show. I don't care. <laughs> I couldn't post any other videos. Where's Gotham video? Where's Gotham video? And if you're, if he's like me, he's definitely just annoyed of it. So I don't know. Personally, I just I want it to be over. Because I know you were mentioning that if this were to actually happen, that they're going to try to do the release the air cut and all that stuff. That means... See, this is the the worst thing about this because these are people that are gonna try to do the Sonic shit, and they're gonna be like, the Sonic shit isn't anom- anonymously like that shit. Just I don't know how that happened. I can't it's believe they fucking bullied. awesome though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but they knew that they didn't release a movie yet. They were able to fix it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah this yeah. is different. This is came out. I think hat like honestly. Oh, there's there's hat- no way in hell if that movie had actually come out like if Sonic came out with the horrendous Sonic. Yeah. And then people tried to like release the you know the real Sonic or something yeah. like that. Um, it would have never happened. No way. Yeah. No way in hell. And to be honest, man, I think and this is just a genuine opinion. We're gonna end it on this. Uh, of course, you can talk about it too. But I think had Justice League done well at the box office, we get the Snyder cut sooner. Then we would have got it had it not done it. Well. I, I don't know about that. Just because they tr- they almost tripled their budget just to reshoot it. Well, no, but that's the thing is they yeah they tried to do all that stuff. But wouldn't you release that other cut to get more money later on if the movie was successful? 
is what I'm saying. Because you're going to want to, like, okay, here's the, the version you saw in theaters, but, oh, in two months, we're releasing the Snyder Cut version. Like, that's what they do all the time. Yeah, I don't know. It's, with with that, I, I genuinely don't think that, you know, uh, that that take is necessarily you know right or, or that yeah. I agree with. I it. just don't think we see this movie honestly. I think I still think it's a pipe dream. I know there's like a lot of uh, stuff around it, but hey, if you're out there spending money on your billboards, give that shit to Zack Snyder so he can fucking pay it already or go Th- to WB. Or like something. I I completely support it, but I would never spend money on a billboard. Yeah, no, I wouldn't spend any money on this movie <laughs> at all. I'm gonna be like Clay. Did you buy the Snyder cut? Can I watch it? That's what's uh, gonna hell happen. Hell no! I'm gonna make you buy your own. <laughs> I'm gonna download that shit somewhere. I don't care. Somebody will post it. Cause you know uh, what? Those people that buy the Snyder Cut, they're not watching anything else, and I guarantee you, they're downloading freaking superhero movies because they don't want to go pay for them in the theaters. But I guarantee you, they're downloading them too. So I'm gonna download your Snyder Cut. Somebody else that has a free code when they buy the <laughs> single version. <laughs> somebody's gonna have a free code out there that doesn't want it oh man um so if you have one out there people when this thing does not ever get released let me know but that is gonna be it ladies and gentlemen i hope you enjoy this i said we i said it's gonna be short of course it's not um but if you enjoyed this ladies and gentlemen happy thanksgiving if you're in america if you're not anywhere else in the world listening to this hopefully your thursday or friday whenever this gets released was good but uh yeah ladies and gentlemen as always i'm your host juice box he is Fanboy Clay. Remember when you wake up in the morning, ask yourself something. I'm a daily dose of juice. See you guys next time.